0: hi hi that works better (laughs) great so this is our like fourth time we've talked i think
1: yes maybe more i think it's like our fifth time i think
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i was listening to your album the fire and uh, i really like it and i wonder maybe if, if you um not not uh are cool with it maybe we could talk about each of the songs
1: yeah of course
0: yeah, so there's some songs I have as favorites, but we'll just go through it in a uh, sequential order.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: So the first track on the fire, which is your newest album for 2019, right? Yes. Is this love? Yeah. And um, it does have that electronic, like EDM, like reference. It feels like it's, that you're pulling from there. Is is that is that like what you are going for?
1: Yeah, um, and that's definitely um, one of my favorite tracks of the album as well. Um, I feel like it has the perfect energy and the perfect uh, music direction where I'm um, shifting to right now. And, uh, you know, the track in itself is very free, is very positive. It's very energizing. And um, I tried my best to blend uh, the EDM sounds with songwriting style, uh, like I mentioned in our previous interview. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it has it has a really, you know, up tempo, really positive feel, and it's got that kind of light from from the energy of EDM, which uh, you know is kind of very energizing in that kind of scene. Anyway, yeah, it, yeah. So it just kind of feels like you know it's a, it feels like a really good fun song. You know, I, I like I like the way it grooves. Awesome. <laughs> so then, smoke signals. Um, that's like that's a pretty cool track. It's interesting, um, some of the dynamics there. Maybe you can go into how you recorded it.
1: Yeah, so um, obviously the main theme of the Fire album is the fire. <laughs> so <laughs> every song has something um, uh, uh, r- r- getting that um, idea back. So for example, This Love mentions the fire of the love in um a relationship and uh, smoke signals um obviously um you know goes back to smoke so fire and what i tried to um do with the smoke signals track is um create a track that was slightly different from um love songs in general or this love and um really um leave it to um How can I explain almost like when instead of being the active party into taking action in um, a relationship, you step back and you react and you just like let it come to you. So that was um, that was my intention for smoke signals. So basically looking out for my smoke signals here is, you know, what I'm um, here's the seeds that I'm planting. And when you see them you will find me. So you will find me based on my energy and you are the one taking action to find me, if that makes sense. <laughs> so that was the sense of the song.
0: So is the smoke signals like you're, 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 you're being direct with, with somebody or being more indirect because it's like smoke. So I was trying to. Under-
1: exactly. Yeah. Being um, more indirect and just uh, letting, um, you know, letting myself be found this time by this person instead of uh, finding them.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, so you kind of letting them, like, search for you.
1: Exactly. So just imagine, um, this is, you know, the picture I had when um, when I created the song. Uh, just imagine being on a beach and uh, you see some smoke signals. So you look in that direction and you go check it out. You're like, what is that? Let me go. Because you see the smoke signals, so you may not see what's going on, but you see... The, um, the smoke. So you walk toward Here. it. So that was the idea.
0: Yeah, well, sometimes smoke signals are kind of like you want to be rescued. Were you thinking of that as part of the concept of the song that you want that kind of idea that somebody's going to get rescued, that you're going to get rescued because you're putting out the smoke signal or is it something?
1: Yeah, I mean, most of all um, uh, it's more of an idea of wanting to be seen or not wanting to be seen, but waiting to be seen. Okay. Uh, but also, you know, like you said, um, the beauty of songs is that everyone can interpret them differently. So for someone else, it may be hurry up because uh, I, I need you to rescue me or hurry up because I need you to find me. So yeah, that's the general idea.
0: Well, that's cool. Yeah. Because yeah, I always dude. interpret like the fans can like hear something and they might interpret it different than what you originally intended. But yeah, so the, the song I'm better that That's interesting, so so maybe you can talk about like what where you're coming from in that song and what you're trying to convey
1: so that song is about anxiety, so like um, so like the lyrics say uh anxiety, um you thought I was clever, but I'm better, so it's about being better than anxiety, being better than yourself being be- so it has like um a duality uh in it because. I'm better in terms of I'm uh, I'm doing better, and I'm better in terms of I am better than this and better than that, and nothing can stop me. So it has you know both meanings into it. Um and uh, this song is is like it's much like um it's one of the strongest songs I would say in terms of like beats and energy and one of the most uh, <laughs> aggressive. Uh, if we want to use this word, because yeah. it's very much about pushing through and just pushing through and feeling unstoppable. You know, I'm better than my anxiety, and that makes me better in terms of who I am. It makes me better than everything that, that hurt me that can't hurt me anymore. So, yeah, that was the sense of the song.
0: That's cool because I, I think a lot of people, you know, have, have go through anxiety. I see like a lot of young people um in different situations they, people are you know realizing that they have anxiety and they find yeah it
1: and the thing is know, it's a real issue because um everybody has some anxiety to some degree but some for some people it's something that tends to stop them whether they're musicians whether they're ceos of companies doesn't matter what field you're in but um that is something that tends to put brakes into what you're trying to do so it's it is a real enemy So that's why um, I think it was important in the song to just uh, take position and just separate anxiety from who you are and say, I'm better than that because that's who I am.
0: Yeah, and anxiety sometimes it can prevent you from making a decision because you get so caught up in what decision you should make.
1: Yeah, it it puts breaks in your artistry or work in so many different ways. So that's why um, I put so much energy in the song to... To really like um, to really describe anxiety almost as a rival. Almost as if we were in a ring you know, in a boxing ring and I'm fighting against it.
0: Yeah. It has that kind of rival feel like you fight are in the ring like 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 a boxer.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially at the end when the beat drops and it's like the whole vocal part
0: but the next song covered in sin because I'm a, I'm a big like synth guy and I I like the kind of kind of dark wave kind of edge on on the covered in sin song I thought it had this kind of this kind of grit to it that that appealed to me I really liked the direction musically you went with that song
1: yeah so uh both covered in sin and mind games are uh slightly different from the other tracks of the album and uh they're more of an alternative R&B sound that's how I would define it yeah and um, they are definitely a bit darker, a bit more sensual, a bit more slow and just um, just darker in terms of both um, notes and um, just ways of singing and just instruments used. So for those two tracks, um, especially Covered in Sin, so if, if you want to start with Covered in Sin, that track is so special to me because it's, um, I don't know, it's just uh, something uh, that I just felt like in my gut, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, uh, I just put it there. So that's the sense of that song. It's just uh, the, like the most, um, I guess, deep and personal
0: mm-hmm.
1: energy that a person can have.
0: Yeah, I felt like like you were getting really, you know, uh, I don't know, you're revealing as a songwriter, like a darker place, which is, is cool. You know, when you're a writer and you actually are willing to go in a, in a direction that's a little, like, risqué or it's, like, deeper or darker. Yeah. And it kind of shows, like, oh, wow, that's that's interesting. And mm-hmm. then I like it when, when in electronic music, sometimes, you know, EDM is really big, but when you actually slow the beat down, there's a lot of cool things you can do at the slower BPMs. And, yeah, uh, yeah I can hear a lot of the interesting things you're doing there. And as a keyboardist, I, I really – with very. Um, I, I find myself listening to that song a lot. I've been putting that on repeat.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, that's the best compliment. You know, for for me to know that someone is putting my songs on repeat. That's that's great. That's all I want.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really like the way it's constructed. Like, i I like the feel because I'm into this like synth wave, dark wave kind of indie thing, and I can hear yeah. the kind of you know neo soul kind of more you know really interesting. Because it's a song structure. Because EDM is cool and it's got a beat, but there's a there's, there's something about it sometimes that that you can't go to the kind of place you're going in this song mm-hmm. um, because it, it's not really built for songs. But this this kind of groove has that kind of feel like a singer songwriter feel, which I really like.
1: Nice, thank you.
0: And then and I think, uh, well, Medicated, I like a lot, too. I was actually, that's like the second one I was listening to a lot. Um, okay. I like the feel of that song. So maybe you can can talk about, like, how how you're, you're expressing th- that concept.
1: So Medicated, that song is, uh, it was really fun, first of all, to, you know, build all the medley lines and stuff, because the beat is very, is very fun. So um, to just build everything else on top of that beat was um, I I had so many ideas in terms of like melodies and everything. So it was a real challenge to put that song together because I had like an overload of ideas almost. But um, I think what I like better about that song is just, uh, you know, the the directness, if that is even a word, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, um, you know, it starts very like. Very chill, very, you know, I'm taking shots, It zips on zips, and you're just kind of like, you know, you just picture me, I don't know, sitting down and just, you know, flossing, <laughs> but then uh, as, as you go on in the song, it gets more and more real and just, um, I guess, like, um, comes from deep within when, you know, we go from the beginning of it that is very light to numb the pain, you know?
0: Yeah, so you get a little darker here, too, but it's got this kind of, you know, it doesn't feel as as dark as, like, covered in sin, but but it's actually, if you listen to the lyrics, it actually has a little bit of that kind of darkness in it that way, so that's kind of interesting. I like when people use that kind of dichotomy, where you might have something that sounds very dynamic and exciting and and, and really kind of bumping, you know, with with a really interesting beat, but then when you put some lyrics to have a little darkness in it or a little deeper, then, then it, it becomes very interesting. I like that kind of dynamic.
1: Yeah, and also in this track especially, I tried to combine the lightness of the idea with um, the the darkness of, you know, both some of the um, instruments that were used and also the, the, the real meaning behind that song, which is, you know, uh, keep me medicated, okay, because it's cool, but also because, you know, I need to numb the pain. So it's like two sides of one um coin basically.
0: yeah 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 yin and yang and like dark and light and yeah. yeah it's kind of got that duality Anytime, yeah it's always interesting as a writer when you introduce like duality and you know different concepts like within the same song like the, the kind of dark and the light kind of ideas
1: yeah which you can kind of also hear in uh mind games
0: yeah, um, I was
1: going to go yeah. to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because Mind Games, uh, that, first of all, is a collaboration with my dear friend, Cody Verbage. Um, he um, is one of the two rappers on my first single, Tonight, um, that I did in collaboration with him, Cody Verbage, and uh, Ty Alexander. And um, it was so great to get to work on another song with Cody. And this is actually the first song that we wrote for this album. For the fire that the whole project started with mind games so uh, yeah that track really has an important meaning to me and it's very much about um, the current uh, dating scene I guess or like the relationships between people in general which unfortunately are mostly based on mind games now so it's all about you know being like I've seen this pattern of behavior before and I'm not gonna fall for it again And seeing and and hearing, like, two different perspectives on a situation. So we have me on one side uh, saying that, you know, you think I'm naive. You think I don't see what's going on. I see what's going on. I'm not going to be here for it. And then having Cody playing the opposite party um, with his point of view, which is, you know, lack of effort doesn't mean effortless. I'm trying to keep it casual, you know, like, that's all it is. So that's, you know, that's what's going on in today's dating scene.
0: Yeah, so you have a male and a female perspective kind of colliding in the same song. Yeah. But it's interesting. So so when you developed this song, um, how much did Cody have to do with the structure? Or did you already have most of the structure and he came in with his lines?
1: Well, we actually sat down together uh, that day. I remember it was in... Um... May I want to say yes it was in May Uh, I just came back from a trip uh, to the Bahamas and I was like already gathering ideas for the album and then um, my uh, producer and composer friend Nicholas Babian which created um, the beat of uh, Mind Games with us um, you know he um, it was basically a collaboration between me Cody and uh, Nicholas Babian and we all sat down and First, Cody and I uh, uh, figured out the structure and the sense of the song and how to um, really work on the song being about a relationship that, you know, uh, wants to be kept casual, but yeah, no, and, you know, all that jazz. And then uh, once we started putting it together, uh, and went through like three different titles um because the the very first time we um we started putting down ideas uh we we thought we would call it casual, honestly, which is something that Cody says a lot in the song and then um once everything started uh taking its form uh Nick uh added some instruments and adjusted the structure based on the length of what I was singing and what Cody was singing, so uh yeah, it was uh you know.
0: Much. I like it, it was a big, it was a really mutual collaborative effort. Because sometimes you have songs, and then people come in, and it's already you know, a lot of times um, the other singer comes in, it's already structured. But it's cool that you actually had a really true yeah. Collaboration. For this,
1: I wanted to like sit down with Cody and start writing it with him, so that we would decide together where things go, as opposed to being like, "Hey, I wrote my verse. Are you done with yours? Send it to yeah, me." Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good when you collab like that because it feels like like a band, like like I I play with a lot of like rock bands and stuff. And when yeah. you actually, you know, if you have a guy that just writes the demo and everything's already written out, you know, it's not as, as fun sometimes as when you actually yeah, have, because then the person
1: doesn't like you know, it's like okay, cool. So you wrote your part. I have to come in with mine, but like, you know, it's already like they have to fit it somewhere. Whereas. I tried not to make it a collaboration uh, featuring Cody as a feature, but like, um, I mean, yeah, but like I tried to make it a collaboration where it was our song.
0: Yeah. It's like a dual, dual, like, you know, it's like, you know, Lennon McCartney kind of thing. They're totally like putting it together, you know, and it's not in isolation. It's actually together. And that's kind of sometimes today it's hard to do because a lot of people already have things already set, um, but, you know, you can do what you want. And so when you, when you put your mind to it, that you want to have that kind of collaboration, you can make it happen. So that's cool. yeah. So I see you have a couple of songs featuring Andros, Andros. Yes. So so can you talk about the, the how you collaborated on these? So
1: um, Andros um, is a very good, uh, very talented um, beat maker. And, uh, well, although he's not, his voice is not in the songs because he uh, is not a vocalist, he uh, asked me to include his, um, his name um, as, you know, like many artists do. Uh, yeah. I love the song, and I was happy to do that. Basically, this is a very, very interesting story because uh, four years ago now, he um, wrote to me because he wanted to collaborate with me. He wanted to show me his work. And I did not see his message until like three years later, or like three years and a half later. (laughs) Uh, And then I saw his message because, you know, as you can imagine, I'm pretty like, you know, my email and everything is pretty jammed. And then I was like, hi, um, I looked at your stuff and I really like it. I would like to uh, collaborate with you on some tracks for my new album that's going to be coming up next year. Uh, This was this summer in July um so yeah so that's how we got to uh collaborate on these tracks and um uh, you know it was great because he was obviously ecstatic because he did not you know expect me to answer after three years
0: yeah um, so he was quite a big shock three years later he suddenly you respond quite yeah
1: yeah so um you know i'm glad that um, uh, you know and also i was so um i i'm always like really really happy to work with genuine people because that that means a lot to me you know to have yeah. someone being like hey i really want to collaborate with you please uh check out my stuff and see if you like it and let's do something together like when people are that genuine it's just a pleasure to work with because the energy is just different so um we worked on uh, storm and set me free and uh those two tracks are more of a melodic dubstep dubstep um yeah genre so as you can see in the album we already have EDM we have alternative R&B and we have melodic dubstep so for those two tracks um i really i don't know they really inspired um more of an angrier energy almost so yeah. you know yeah, storm had, is all had, about huh
0: yeah it had like an alternative kind of energy you know yeah, like, exactly. like indie rock a little bit you know
1: yes it definitely does have some elements of that so storm um, is um, also one of my favorite tracks of the album. And it's about when um, you need to learn to love yourself before you can give love to another person. And how even if you love someone, their presence can feel like too much sometimes if you're not ready to love yourself first. For example, you know, in the lyrics, uh, sinks covered in dishes and wishing that you would go home because it's getting late, my love. Don't think I hate you, but I need to learn to love me before so it's all about that feeling and um, comparing the um, just the racing thoughts and racing anxieties and racing uh things in my mind to a storm just waiting for that storm to pass because I know it will pass but for now it's raining so that was the sense of the song
0: well so when you when you were given these tracks did he have a lot of these tracks already kind of constructed or was there a lot of back and forth
1: uh there was uh back and forth because he had a lot of material so uh which is a great thing <laughs> so um you know i went through all of it and i told him what kind of vibe i was going for so um and i actually you know uh storm and uh set me free are both of a very similar energy for example set me free is more of um you know running away energy Mm -hmm. Um, and just wanting to be free and feeling trapped. So it's very similar to like storm in a way, but not, um, so for set me free, I guess I'll go into that one since, you know, we, uh, I'm kind of connecting the two, um, it was more of, um, wanting to be free from something that trapped me in the past. So for example, I'm going to go into like personal now, uh, I'm from Italy And uh, when I grew up there, uh, I was like, I left Italy when I was 12. But up until I was 12, I was over there. And I never felt fully accepted because, I don't know, I lived in Sicily. So although it's beautiful over there, people aren't as open-minded when it comes to, you know, artists and all of that. So uh, I didn't feel like I could express my full potential. And I didn't feel like people believed that. I could, you know, make it as a singer, like, you know, when I was going around at 12 saying I want to be a singer and a dancer and a model in the future, people were pulling me aside being like, no, you got to think about your future. You got to think about what you actually want to do. So, you know, that was the kind of energy. And since I was young, I was like, no, I'm not buying this. I'm going to go for my dreams. One day I'm going to live in New York, which I did. Um, So that song is really about that, you know. Uh, about not being able to stay a single moment where I feel trapped and just like setting myself free.
0: Yeah, a lot of people seem to like a lot of artists like have a hard time in their hometown.
1: <laughs> true, that's
0: very true. <laughs> like like, like famous story about Bob Dylan, like he was from like you know the Midwest and his little town he was in like they weren't into artists at all, mm-hmm. and they were like he couldn't get anywhere there. He just, I had to leave. There's a Scorsese documentary where he goes and says like there was no way I was going to make it in my hometown. There's no way no way believed in what I was doing. They didn't understand artists. And so yeah, I think that is a common thing I've seen with a lot of artists if you check out their their biographies and history they they never seem to be able to make yeah. it where they're from cuz the people in their hometown kind of they they kind of doubting Thomas and they just like oh that's not going to work, you know. So you you kind of have to so it's interesting like even in a really you know amazing place like italy sicily you're like you you couldn't get people to to be behind you that's interesting because like the yeah. same thing somebody from like iowa you know growing up in the mm-hmm. old town or something wants to be a rock star and we're like well, it's not gonna work until they get to like somewhere to los angeles or something
1: <laughs> yeah that's everybody's story you're right
0: yeah it's it's just interesting that you have that dynamic there i would be wow i would have thought you know i've never been there but you, you would think they'd be more open but You you never know because if it's your hometown, people know you. They kind of like sometimes your your people that know you, the like when you're growing up, are the ones that don't like always believe in you. (laughs) Yeah, you have to prove to them later, like, well, you prove to yourself, and it ends up being like it's an after effect.
1: Yeah, so luckily, you know, although this was my situation, I was lucky to have supportive parents, which said, you know, if that's what's going to make you happy, if you want to pursue your artistic talents, then we encourage you to pursue that, whatever that is. So, you know, that's actually like how then I came about moving out so young when I was 12. And uh, cause I traveled the world. Um, I've been living by myself basically since I was 12 first in France and then Monte Carlo and then the United States uh, because my parents believed that, you know, whether it was ballet, which I was um, professional at, at the time or whether it was music, which, I also started at a, at a young age. They encouraged me to pursue.
0: Yeah, and you have your clothing line as well. We, yeah, we, we always put, put pitch in for. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, those songs are very interesting. And I I kind of felt the dynamic that you know they they have that kind of synergy between them because they're coming, coming from the same like beat maker um, and producer. So you can kind of feel that. yeah. Like if you don't actually look at your, you know the. Track list and you just listening, you can kind of see all well, these songs are kind of coming from the same direction. Yeah, but it's it's interesting. So you you got a really interesting feel on the whole record because you've got some kind of like I I would describe like dark wave. You know, you got the R and B, got the p d m you got know, synth wave. You got some really interesting combinations. So it's got a full album feel, like like part of an album. Like the classic idea of an album is you have like a central theme of the fire. Yeah. And you keep on like referring to it. And
1: yeah. And even in storm, you know, the the storm. So that goes back to, you know, fire and rain and all that.
0: Yeah. So the idea that there's a fire, you know, the storms and fire, you know, all kind of associated. You got storms. you're going to, you know, they're, they're just the fire of a relationship. So you can put it into all different types of like, uh, you know. Ideas that you can synthesize, and it, yeah. it, and then you're using synthesizers. So I'm a I'm a big synthesizer person. So <laughs> the, the idea that you can these synthesizers can kind of project these different feelings in different you know genres within the, the electronic music, and yes. you're, you're kind of crossed through a lot of them in kind of this electric storm of an album. You know, it, it's it's kind of cool. You know, when when I look at it that way. But thank you so skin and bones that was also interesting because you're kind of talking about like the elemental aspect of people you know kind of bringing it down to like what are you you know are you that's like your core um, yes and so maybe you can talk about like your idea for it
1: yes so um so this whole album as um as i'm uh, as i keep referring to was born uh last summer uh or this past summer that passed um, and uh, Skin and Bones, I wrote while I was um, on um, a songwriting retreat and workshop uh, in uh, Phoenicia, New York. And it was so inspiring, so relaxing. But also, you know, we worked really, really um, hard and discovered a lot of uh, things about ourselves, like us songwriters, that, um, that Judy Stakey, the, the main uh, organizer of the workshop, was trying to pull out of us. So I uh, managed to collaborate with uh, two uh, very talented musicians, T.C. Young and um, Brandon uh, James. And we sat down. It was actually raining when we created the song. And um, we started, um, you know, uh, thinking and jamming. And at the beginning, we were still trying to figure out what direction we wanted to go with it. And then once we got to, like, the core... So the the skin and bones um, feel of uh, just what that means, really, of what that means to be a human, then that's when, you know, we just uh, started, you know, writing and writing and writing. (laughs) So that song um, I actually also recorded after I experienced a loss of someone I loved very, very much here in New York uh, in September. So I remember after that loss, I rushed to the studio um, that like a week after when I was done uh, mourning, basically. And uh, that's one of the first songs that I recorded because it was um, like I just had to dedicate it to her. And um, so Skin and Bones is really about not only how us humans are broken down in terms of like emotions, but also in terms of. Um, knowing and recognizing when someone is in your life to teach you something very important, you know. So, and that was her for me. So to really uh, dedicate it to her meant a lot to me, and really uh, acts as self-explanatory of the vibe of the song because the song is all about, um, you know, knowing um, more about life and about love once someone shows it to you, basically.
0: Yeah, sometimes you, you like after somebody's significant passing away, you realize like, you know, they were kind of like there as a teacher.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, you,
0: and you start to remember the lessons. And maybe at the time you didn't realize they were lessons. Yeah. Um, but then you come to find out, you like now that you don't have that person in your life anymore, you go back and remember like every kind of scene in your, your collective consciousness. And then you're like, wow, this really meant something. Or you pull out the meaning like after you are able to kind of understand what it was really about. Maybe at the time you didn't understand, but now you understand.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and then you have like a, a remix of this love. So the remix, like, were you involved with that? You worked with somebody else or who, who was, was that well, your but... own remix? Uh, the...
1: So um, I collaborated with um, a very talented um, artist called Manny, and um we both worked on this remix uh he was super talented so i loved his style so i was like please uh help me like with the remix of this song because it's the main single and i think that you would do a great job on it which uh he did so um this remix is way more emotional than the original song in terms of like vibes and just Mm -hmm. you know it's more mellow it's more emotional it feels more like a love song whereas the main single has more of um like clubby vibe. of Yeah, like, it's you like know. a dance,
0: dance thing. And then the other song is more, is a little deeper.
1: Yeah. So it would kind of like the way I uh, like to think of these two versions of this love is the main version as the, you know, the, the almost the ecstatic feeling like, mm. Oh my God, this is so strong. This love is so strong. This love is so amazing. And I want to sing and dance all about it. And then um, the remix to me is more like um, what I would actually tell the person or how I would actually say it, you know? Like if I were face-to-face to that person, the way I would tell um, him that I love him, basically.
0: Well, it's interesting how you bookend the album like that because then you have one version that has like kind of dance EDM feel and the other ones, the last one is more personal. You know, yeah. it feels more personal, it feels like, okay, well now, now you see how this song can be interpreted in this other way. And, yeah. And then you've kind of bookended it. You know, you had the first one and you have this last one. And then as the album is going, you're getting into some things that were getting a little heavier in terms of like the the personal concepts and ideas and the fire and, you know, between people and, and, and the concepts that you have going on. So I think that's really that kind of gels it into the album format which I love because this, this is a day and age of singles. Um, mm-hmm. so they have an album that has like a theme and it has this bookended thing. You know, the co- concept is really cool because it goes back, you know, to the 70s. You know, they used to be, you know, Neil Young used to bookend his albums with yeah. one version of a song like Hey, Hey, My, My and then the other version of it. we <laughs> would <laughs> have the acoustic version and you'd have the hard, you know, crazy horse version. Yeah. So, yeah, so you've kind of you got a different kind of way of doing what neil did
1: yeah also you know skin and bones i do want to release the acoustic version with my two guitar player friends tc young and uh brandon james
0: oh wow that would be great. um
1: which is also like you you just made me uh think about that uh by saying that uh it's also very beautiful it's like you said it's another way of, of interpreting the song and very like uh mellow and just deep because it's all guitar so that's that would be really
0: cool that's yeah Maybe an extended version of the album would have that. that? I I love it when artists do that. Kind of kind of like oh, you know, guys like Neil Young used to do that all the time. But um, yeah, it's like a big thing in the seventies that you you would hear a lot of bands doing that. Have different same song, different version. You know, yes. And one would be harder. Like maybe it would be acoustic. would be really rocked out. Um, and it just gives a different vibe. You know, when you when you do that. It kinda goes back to like when M T V used to have unplugged and people used to go on MTV and actually play music.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm so mad that M T V changed. Like before it was so much better.
0: Well, I'm a I like I'm a music fan. I want I don't mean the real world I guess people want to see that. But I wanna see a musician actually playing. Yeah. I want like remember when Kurt Cobain did that unplugged and you know, like the Pearl Jam did their unplugged. There was these big iconic moments when Mm -hmm. you got to see these bands actually show that they had bones as musicians, you know, and, okay. and, and to kind of get, you know, raw and emotional. And that's when you, you know, when you do an acoustic performance or you do something with an orchestra like you've been doing, um, that really is awesome. Yeah. I, I would love to see an album with you what you were doing in Italy, Italy, you know, over, over the holidays. That, that was really interesting. Oh, that, that would be really cool. But I mean, maybe I don't know if your, you, your audience would be as into it, but I, I, no, I, um...
1: <laughs> While I was in Italy, I did um, a jazz performance because um, also not many people know this about me, but if you go on my social media on YouTube, you can't find that content. Um I do a lot of jazz and I love singing jazz covers of um, pop songs, which, um, you know, if you go to my YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, if you look through the videos um, or the links that I shared from YouTube, you can see those performances. So I've been collaborating with the Brass Group, which is a jazz foundation in Palermo, And um, a a very um, well-known jazz uh, ensemble with uh, Giuseppe Milici, a harmonica player from there. And um, I did uh, also perform um, Storm and um, Smoke Signals uh, among those tracks at some point to, uh, you know, premiere them to the audience. But, like, um, I guess what I'm getting to with this is I love doing acoustic stuff as well. And I do have a jazz side to me that I really want to explore more that uh, I've been doing, um, I did it for the second time in a row in Italy, one this summer, and then one um, on January 6th when I was there for the holidays before I came back, and both times it was super successful. We sold out both venues, and uh, it was a lot of fun and also very beautiful to do, you know, with the jazz yeah. musician. Yeah, would be
0: cool to have a soundboard recording of some of your live stuff when you do that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah you know, it's a, it's a, maybe a smaller market for it, but it would be cool to have, have you do Kendra Black live, you know, like, you know, have a soundboard recording, actually put it out, you know, maybe limited run or something, but it would be, and it just shows your, your, um, your range and and what you do. And it's, I think that that's really cool. So I, I always like to see all aspects of an artist, what they, what they do, you know, and, 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 you know, running through different genres, like this album does it within the electronic genre. You're kind of showing your, like, all your capabilities. And I think that you're really, it's really, it, it is, it's an awesome record. So a lot of people should should listen to it. We're going to put the links up um, on our podcast so everybody will be able to hear it. And, um, you know, they'll be able to click on it. We can't attach it directly, but great we'll be able to promote it. Yeah, so I mean, uh, one of the things that we're able to do now, we, we, we've we got a bigger audience than we used to. We were at 12,300 listeners compared to where we were last year, around under 4,000. So we're, we're starting to get a bigger audience now. So we we're hoping to, to push past 20K this year, or even 30. So we're very excited to have artists of your caliber on the show, and we continue to, you know, want to give artists a, a place to talk. And so that's what we like to do. So anytime you have a project that you want to push, you're always welcome to come back on the show.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I love, um, you know, our conversations. I feel like they always pull out a lot of uh, things in me, you know, when I like talk about the music and all that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just really good to have a place that, to actually have musicians, not just talk about their personal life, but actually get into their craft yes you know, there's always a place for a reporter to talk to an artist about whatever they're doing mm-hmm. personally but artists want to talk about their art and so that's why i'd like to be able to give a platform for artists to talk about what they're really you know passionate about and that's their music
1: yeah thank you
0: no so i think yeah this now is awesome are you going to be touring like in the u.s with with this um or going abroad again
1: Yes, um, so I had my um, release show for the album on um, February 3rd at Mercury Lounge, and uh, now the next show I'm having is in uh, Texas. Awesome. Um, on, uh, they just confirmed it with me, they just told me yesterday, so I have to go look up when it actually is. I believe it's on March 25th um, at the South by Southwest Festival. Oh, that's awesome,
0: awesome. Oh, you're gonna be, are you going to get filmed?
1: yes yes
0: yes awesome i always watch that whole show yeah
1: (laughs) so all the details about that are going to be on my website and social media obviously um and uh yeah and there's going to be more shows as well but so far that is the the next one so that's what i'm preparing for that's
0: an awesome one to be on that that's like every musician wants to get on that yeah So congratulations you're on that that's really cool that's really yeah that's a big that's a big deal so yeah so I'm very happy that we were able to talk again. Your album's awesome. Everybody should go out and stream it and download it and buy it. Cause uh, that's the way artists get, you know, uh, their appreciation. You shouldn't just like, you know, try to try to get everything that you sell or provide out there to have your fans like really you know, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> so I always tell people, it's like, you gotta remember musicians need you to like hit the download, hit the stream you know, make sure that the artists know knows that you're, you're, you're listening to them. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're very happy that you came on the show again, and we're going to push this out tonight. And so we'll send you the links when they're ready. And uh, we'll hopefully we'll talk to you again, and we'll hear how, how you did that on a South by Southwest performance. And that's going to be really interesting. I probably want to talk to you about that in the future.
1: Yes. Thank you. Looking forward.
0: Okay, well, thank you for talking to us, Kendra Black, and has a new album, The Fire, twenty nineteen. It's really awesome. Listen to it everywhere, and uh, you know, do you have a physical version of it? To people? Uh, can yes. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: It will be available on the website very soon, but so far, uh, you know, you can find it everywhere. So, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. It's also available on Amazon. Um, it's on uh, YouTube, obviously. Well, SoundCloud, obviously, and then you know all the music platforms. No the matter. On title, where title too,
0: from. right? You're on title.
1: Yes, yes, I believe cool. it is on title. It's absolutely everywhere. So cool. Cool. it's uh, no matter where you listen to music from, you should be able to find it.
0: Great, like everybody, go out there and get it wherever you listen to your music, and put it on rotation because it's great. You know, I keep on. I, I, I'm listening to it all day, so. oh amazing Um, I've been the last couple days but I keep on you know going back to covered in sin I keep on listening to that so it says something about me (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah I love it I love that song and so I love all the songs but that one that's really kicking for me but I'm
1: happy to hear that
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well have a good night and we'll talk to you again I'm sure I'm sure this year we'll talk to you again
1: thank you talk soon have a great night Bye bye (laughs) bye
0: This is Family like the Ghost, and we've got a really cool sponsor, Mother's CBD Oil, at www.motherscbdoil.com. We have all heard the benefits of CBD oil. Family Electric like Ghost got 100% hemp oil for Mother's Apocalypse and I have to say, it's awesome. Benefits of CBD oil help with epilepsy, anxiety, digestion, pain management, and all kinds of health issues. So check out their site here at motherscbdoil.com and check the link on this episode for more information. Thank you.